Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Yeah, let's give a big hand clap to those that are watching us on podcast, vidcast, comcast, whatever cast that you're watching us on, and in the parking lot. Come on, parking lot, give us a honk. We can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. If you're ever in the area, come on and visit us. We'll make you feel right at home. Don't forget about our daily Bible study. We do Monday through Saturday now because our wives do them on Saturday. Call Wake Up. It's the number one daily Bible study. Me and my brother spend about 10 minutes every single day kind of encouraging you, building you up. We give you a scripture every day. We pray over your day. But kind of get you energized. And once again, going into your day knowing that if God is for you, it doesn't matter what is against you. Amen. So a uh, husband and wife are... They're seeing a counselor for the first time, and the counselor says, you know, let's just start off before we even do anything. I want you this week just to make a diary, and uh, we'll, next week we'll meet up, and I'll kind of go through the diary and find out what, kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Next week they come in, the psychiatrist takes the diaries, and he says, you guys go sit in the room, and he goes through and reads the diaries, he comes back into the room, he says, with a big smile, he goes, this is easy, folks. This is an easy fix. He goes, I'm just going to read the diaries to you, and I believe it's going to fix everything. He said, let me read the wife's diary first. And so he opened it up and said, dear diary, me and my husband decided that we need to have a date tonight and go out. I got busy, and I showed up a little late. And when I showed up, he didn't seem to care or didn't seem to say anything whatsoever. We began to eat, and I tried to have conversation going, but he was just distant. He wasn't even there. I asked him what was wrong, and he said, nothing. And I'm like, no, I know something's wrong. He's like, no, don't worry about it. You, it's not anything you need to worry about. She said, I, I, I decided that, you know, I'll suggest maybe let's go off to a park and walk around. Maybe we can get some conversation going. And same thing, I kept trying to get the conversation going, and, and he just, he wasn't there. He was distant. We got in the car to drive home, and I said, I love you. And he just smiled, nodded his head as he continued to drive down the road. We got home, and he turned on the television, and just kind of sat there, and I went into bed, and he came in about 10 minutes later, and off he went to sleep. I am so full of fear that he has found someone else, that his heart has left me, and that I'm no longer going to be a part of his life. Wrote her name. He said, now let me read the husband's. He opened up the husband. Husband's diary for the whole week just simply said, motorcycle won't start, can't figure out why. <laughs> That's all that was bothering him. Come on, folks out there. Oh, I have no notes. Where's my notes? My magical notes. Anyway, you can give me some notes. Yeah. You got this. Thank you, my friend. Amen. 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 Open up your Bibles today. To And my TV's going. Where's my TV? Where did it go? I guess they didn't think I would show up in here either. Amen. All right. Uh, open up your Bibles today to James 4, uh, 7. As we start a brand new series, I'm going to start off today by reading this uh, scripture that goes right on to what God had put on my heart. So let God work his will in you. I like that it is a question. He said, let him. Like, you have to give permission. Right? So many times we find ourselves trying to, trying to fix ourselves and trying to get everything. And we're, I got it. I got it, God. And here he is. He's saying right here, he's like, hey, let God do that. See, if ask of anything in God's name, and you shall get that. Amen. <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to take a moment, and I really want to honor our video team that does twice as much work inside. At, no, come on, come on, somebody. Give them a honk. And a, 
If you knew how much work goes in just a normal weekend, then to do it twice in two different places with the big screens and everything that go wrong, I had trouble just getting my Apple TV to work half the time. And uh, they do such an incredible job. They're here at like 5 o'clock in the morning uh, getting this all going. So he says, do, do, so let God work his will in you. There is a, a point where we say, God, it's not my will, it's your will. I want you to come on in here and I want you to begin to work your will in me. God's a gentleman, right? God's not going to come in there and start moving stuff around unless you say, hey, God, come on in. And I think some of us, that's what we're missing in some of the messes of our life. We've been trying to clean up the mess on our own. And here we're finding out, he says, no, let God do that. Let God get in there. You've been trying to break that addiction for how many years? In one moment, when God is on the inside, all of a sudden you no longer have a desire for that whatsoever. So let God work His will in you. Yell a loud no. Somebody say no. no. I love that. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and He'll be there in no time. What an incredible scripture be our staple scripture in this. As we talk about today, yes. The word Yes. You know, I, until God gave me kind of this series to go into, I'd never really thought about the power in the word yes. When I look back on the most memorable, the greatest uh, memories of my life, the word yes was always a part of it. As you thought about it, you would think, you know, man, there was a yes here. There was a yes there. There, was, there are these yeses that have come into our life have flooded our soul with joy. It's that moment that we've all had where you didn't sleep much last night because you were going over the question that you were going to ask over and over again. Right? Here you show up and there's who you're going to ask the question, whatever question it might be, and your stomach is all turning, right? Your hands are all sweaty, and your, your mouth is trembling a little bit, and finally you kind of leak the words out, and the sentence comes out, and can I, and will you, and will this, right? And now we sit and we wait for the answer. And the moment that the yes comes, joy floods our soul like we haven't really experienced many times in our life. It's such an excitement when we hear the word Yes, in our life. As I was looking back in my life, the year was 1982, and I had asked my parents if I could go to the dance. And in the religion that we were in, going, if you went to a dance, there was a high chance you were going to hell. And so I, this is a big question to ask. <laughs> this is a true story. And my mom prayed, and she came in, and she said, God told me to say yes. And it was just a, a groundbreaking moment for me. My, I still remember exactly where I was, where I was sitting on the bunk bed. I remember everything about it, how powerful that yes was. It was about the same time of year in May, 1987. Graduation was a minute or an hour and seven minutes away. As I patiently waited outside of the portables, and out came Mr. Thiel. My parents probably don't even know this to this day. Right? And he came out, and he was shaking his head, and my heart just dropped. And then a big smile filled his face, and he said, yes, you graduate. That's how close it was. It was that close. Mom or dad are like, what time is graduation? I'm like, I don't know if there is one. I don't know. I think they canceled it this year, huh? The yeses in our life when uh, I, I put a dozen applications out, and finally, Burger King had called me on the phone and said, yes, 
You are hired. I can remember that. The first time I laid eyes on Holly, and I stalked her for quite some time. And then finally, I had the opportunity on the Easter Sunday in 1992 to ask her if she'd go out with me, and she said yes. I can see the dress. I can see everything that happened in that moment when she said yes. And then we come to the time as we were dating. You know, when you tell somebody, I love you, and they say, I love you back, that's a yes, right? That's exciting. Me and Holly both said, I love you to each other. The only difference was, is we said it at about 32 days apart. <laughs> I had planned my I love you for quite at least a week. Plan the date, the romance, the flowers, everything about it. And as we were driving home, I was going to tell her when we got to her house and make a special, but I couldn't hold it in anymore. And so as we're driving, I kind of looked over and I said, I love you. And then she looked right back at me and she smiled big with that beautiful smile. And she went, thank you. <laughs> and then I looked back at her and I said, get out. But 32, year, 32 days later, as we were driving down Elliott Road, down in Gilbert, she grabbed my arm, and she looked over at me, and she goes, I love you. And I went, thank you. There you go. We can all play the, we can all play the thank you game. There's times, right, when she said, I do. Yes, I will marry you. The yeses are so powerful. It was September 4th, 1999. Right? And out they came of the back, all swaddled up, all wrapped up, and they handed to me, and I, like this, and I just look in. The, my heart was so full, right, as I opened it up to look at it. And yes, it was my first chalupa. Oh, my Lord, thank you so much. No, she said, yes, I'm pregnant. And yes, it's a boy. Yes, it's a boy. And yes, it's a boy. And yes, it's a boy. And then, yes, it's a girl. The yeses in my life have had such an impact. But then I begin to think about God's yeses and how much bigger his yeses are in my life. How huge when, you know, how many people know that a God's yes overrides a man's no? When a man says no and God says yes, the yes always wins. And so the doctor said no his eye is going to have to be removed. He, he can't keep his eye. And wouldn't you know, over the weekend, God said, yes, his eye is healed. And I still have it today. When the doctor said to my dad, no, you won't be able to do much because you had that heart attack, so you're going to be limited your life. But God said, yes, I'm going to give you a heart of a 25-year-old. When the doctor told my mom that you're going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life because you got rheumatoid arthritis, and God said, yes, she's going to be healed. And she had any trouble with that whatsoever. You go, come on, somebody out there. You go through the life. God's yeses are always bigger than man's no's. Just a year ago when the doctor said to my dad, you're going to have to be on dialysis. Your kidneys are not functioning whatsoever, right? But God said, yes, your kidneys are healed and they're perfectly healthy and perfectly whole. When my father-in-law dug and the doctor says, no, you're not probably going to be able to walk again. But God said, yes, you not only walk, but you'll be able to run. How many people know that our God is a big God? He's a yes God. He's a yes God. I want you to see this story here. Um, here in Second uh, uh, Corinthians 15. Uh, Paul is kind of dealing with a church here that's calling him fickle. They say, you're, you're, you're fickle, so the word is out there. And so he begins to address that. 
You know, how man, man is fickle. Man is yes and then a no, and sometimes it says yes. That's a man's way. And so he begins to explain because he was going to stop. He said, I was going to stop out twice and see you all. But God changed my plans for God's purposes. How many people know that God overrides our plans oftentimes with his purposes? And so God said, right, he said, so he's he's telling this story. You can throw it up on the screen. I can read. Yeah, like that. Because I was confident of this, I wanted to visit you first that you might benefit twice. I walked to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia. And then to have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I fickle when I, when I intended to do this? Or do I make my plans in a worldly manner so that in the same breath I say both yes, yes, and no, no. But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silas, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been what? Yes. It's always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. That God's promises are not yes and no, but God's promises are yes. He's not a fickle God like man. He's saying, here the thing is, if it's in your Bible and God said he'll do it, God will do it because God is a yes God. He's not a yes sometimes and a no sometimes. He is not fickle, but God is very faithful in our lifetime. I was out front and uh, my neighbor was walking by. He was walking his dog and we said our little pleasantries and hello. And then he kind of looked up over my shoulder and he goes, must be nice. And you know how when people say that, they really don't mean it must be nice. They mean, like, you shouldn't have that. And I'm like, so I'm like well, and I'm trying to figure out, what do you mean? It must be nice. Like, we live around, our houses are about the same, everything's about the same. And I thought, is he talking about my Jeep? But then I thought, he's got a way nicer car than my Jeep. So I don't know what was, I go, what? I'm like, what? He goes, you know, nothing like flaunting it. He's like, putting it out for the whole world to see how well you're doing. You guys must be doing really well. And I'm like, what in the world? He goes, but, you know, if you leave it out there and flaunt it, don't be surprised if somebody breaks in and steals it. And so I, I couldn't even, and so I turned around, and then I saw exactly what he was talking about. Throw the picture up there. It's my stack of toilet paper in my garage. <laughs> yeah, I'm living the high life here, guys. No, here's the funny thing about the, the toilet paper. So, remember, all, me and Holly were on a cruise. When we got back, we found out that you guys all, everyone took all the toilet paper in the world. It was all gone. And we didn't stock up. And so, we were running low and low and low. And then, two weeks later, it was on a Sunday. And Holly had heard Target was at. She got up at 5 in the morning, went and stood in line on a Sunday so that she could get just a little bitty pack of toilet paper. And now, we're just going to be one square in this little thing all week. And I got down with my sermon. I said, God, that's not how I do life. I don't one square my life in anything whatsoever. I said, God, no. I am not going to be worried about toilet paper in my life. You are going to bring me toilet paper. It's going to chase me down. It's going to run me over. I am believing right now and praying that your toilet paper will be such a flood in my life. And wouldn't you know, literally the next day, People begin to give me packs. I wouldn't ask him people for toilet. I didn't ask any of you guys for toilet. I didn't take a toilet paper offering. There was no toilet paper either. <laughs> right? Jacob over here gave me. Dion gave me toilet. John gave me toilet. People are just bringing me. And they're like, and it was funny because 
I want you to know that God blesses other people so they can bless me. They were like, yeah, I'm around. I got extra toilet paper. So they're blessed so that they could give into my life. I had a guy in the very top of that picture. There's just one single roll wrapped in a little pink thing. I was in a parking lot and a guy came over and goes, you know, I, just, I don't know why. I just felt led to give you some toilet paper. Never thought, if you asked me that a year ago, I'd be like, you're crazy. Nobody's going to give me toilet paper in a parking lot. That's creepy. You don't give toilet paper away. And here was what's crazy. I would give the toilet paper away, and then God would give me double whatever I gave. I couldn't get rid of it. And then you look at my life. I have never had more toilet paper in my entire life than I have right now in the time of shortage and famine. I have an overflow. I have toilet paper that I have to wheel into my great-great-great-grandchildren. They're going to get toilet paper. What is this? That was from great-great-great-grandpa. There's such an abundance. How many people know that God is not a yes and no, but God is a yes God? God, will you heal me? He said, yes. God, will you bless me? Yes. Will you give me some toilet paper? He says, of course, I'll get you some toilet paper. Will you give me abundance? Yes, I'll give you abundance. Will you rise me, raise me up? Will you be with me? Yes, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. God is a God of yes. Can we get an amen anywhere out there? Come on, somebody say yes. He's a yes God. Bible says... Whatever you ask in my name, you will receive. Once again, showing you another place that Jesus is talking about. He goes, you have a God. If you have a father, then make sure that you have all your stuff. How much better is your God? Once again, trying to paint a picture of God being a yes God. Now, the enemy knows this. Whatever I ask, I get. So what becomes his device? What becomes his, his way of doing things? He begins to get us to picture or project how man is with us on God. Because man is so fickle, so then we begin to see God in the same way. Is it true? It's true to you. So if I don't believe that God is going to answer my prayers, then why would I even pray? Why would I even ask? So many times people go through life and they have big needs in their life and they have yet to ask their father God because, or if they do ask, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you will, God, but maybe if you would. See, when I asked for toilet paper, I didn't say, hey, God, maybe you would. I said, God, you're going to bring me some toilet paper because I know that you are a yes God. See, it's different. When I come to God with faith and knowing that God is a yes God, see, this is the goal for today, that you leave here today with a confidence and faith because the Bible says that if I ask anything and I believe in my heart that it'll be done, that it will be done, that I can move a mountain in my life, that I can have finances coming in the east and the west and the north and the south, that whatever I ask in faith. So if the enemy can get me not to ask, or when I asked, not really to, to believe, Savvy was about five years old, and I'd taken her to Target and down the toy aisle, pick anything out. And as she went around, she spent a large section in this big old LOL section out here. Uh, or I think it was LOL. Maybe it was some big old section over here. And she was, she was in it, right? And then she kind of went over, and she grabbed this little toy, and we're walking away. And I kind of went, I think, so as we're walking, I'm, I'm, I'm like, honey, is that what you want? She's like, yeah. I go, it seemed like you wanted the stuff over in the bigger section. She's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Well, why'd you ask? She's like, well, I didn't think you'd, you'd get it for me. See, she didn't ask because she didn't believe that I'd get it. I'm like, get, baby, get over here. Whatever you ask, daddy's going to do. Come on, somebody out there. That's the same thing for your God. You don't ask because you don't believe. 
Well, really, toilet paper is that big? Yes. My God wants me to have toilet paper. Come on. He don't want me one square in it anymore. I, maybe that's what we call today's sermon. God don't want you one square in it in this lifetime. He wants you to have such an abundance that it overflows in your life. But see, we get surrounded by fickle people. So then we begin to project that, that onto God. See, we grew up with a, maybe a dad that would say yes, but then it wouldn't come through. He would say, we're going to do this, but then we wouldn't do this. He'd say yes, but then it became a no. Or maybe dad wasn't around at all. And so you grew up in a world when dad's supposed to be a picture of what Father God is. So now you've got a wrong image of what God is. And so now it's so hard for you to ask God for anything or to think that God would give it to you, right? Maybe you grew up in a home that you, you were shamed and you only got stuff if you were living perfect. And so now it's hard. I can't ask God because I'm not worthy to ask God, right? If you, you know, the half the things that I did today, there's no way that I could possibly ask God for that. I talk to people all the time. Hey, you want to pray? I don't know if God would do that for me. Of course God would do that because the goal of today is for you to leave here and realize that God is a yes God. If God said yes, it meant yes. See, we walked through life and, and people took off. They said, yes, I'll be with you for forever. And then now somebody better came along, right? And I think we've all had that. I think the uh, great poet and philosopher said, you said you'd be with me until you died, but you're still alive. If you don't know who Alanis Morissette is, what a great prophet. <laughs> right? But in that way, right, we, we, we hear things and people say things in our life and we even kind of do it maybe in our own world. I got to think of that. So, you know, a friend says, hey, will you help me move? And you go, yes, I'll help you move. And then you're driving home and you're trying to think about 32 different answers to get out of helping them move. Come on, somebody out there. We're like, I don't know if I want to help you move. And so we are in a world that the devil tries to get us to see the fickleness and point it out to us. So then we begin to believe that God is a yes and no, not realize. And as they were saying, Paul was saying here, Jesus has always been yes. If you ask it and you believe it, your answer is yes. Because if I ask anything in God, in Jesus' name, he said the answer is going to be yes. But we do. We say, yes, I like this, but we really don't mean it. I was in Laurel, Mississippi. Pastor, a friend of mine had had me come out, and I was preaching, and and uh, then I did like a business seminar, and there was a, a young couple that were at the business seminar who had just opened up a Mexican food restaurant, and they were so excited for this, and and uh, they said after church on Sunday, and they talked to the pastor, we all we all go out, and we really want you to try our, our new Mexican food, and so I was excited. I kind of thought we were going to Taco Bell, but it wasn't. That's all right. That's fine. That's okay. There's other good places that do authentic taco, you know, Mexican food, and so. We showed up to this Mexican food restaurant. We're all, it was a huge group of us sitting around and the pastor and his family over here. And, and I ordered, uh, you know, I was like, oh, let me have two crunchy beef tacos and beans and rice. And they brought it out, right? And then they just stood right there waiting for me to taste it. And so, you know, I, thought, I felt like I was Chef Ramsay here. And so I, 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 I took and I, I took one bite, a good sized bite of it. When it hit my mouth, my soul began to weep. No, it was an atrocity to food. It, 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 it was the worst thing that I've ever tasted in my entire life. It exploded in my mouth in such a way that I thought, let's just go see Jesus because I can't, right? And so I was trying to smile. You ever do that? You're trying to smile. And then I had to force it down. And, it, and then there's that gag reflex where the body's like, no, we don't want it. No, you keep it. And I'm like, no, you got to have it. I can't, I can't keep it. 
And so I had to force it down. And then I, I, I grabbed some, I'm like, mmm. And then I had to grab some, so, some soda. And I had to drink just enough so that, you know, I didn't pass out. But not too much where they knew what I was doing. And then they're like, how was it? I'm like, that was good. <laughs> Man, that was really good. And they're like, yes. And they walked away. And then I looked at the pastor. I go, I can't eat this. So I don't know what to tell you. I, I won't eat. Like, my wife knows me. I, I wish I could. I just can't eat something that I hate. So I'm like, so I'm trying to cover. You know, as a kid, you try and cover it up. I'm like, I can't hide it with beans and rice. And I'm looking. Maybe there's a dog around here. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, they probably put it in the taco. And so they're, you know, so I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't know. So I'm like, I, don't, I had no idea what in the world to do. I had no, there's nothing. They're going to know that I didn't eat the taco. And all of a sudden, it felt like the Holy Spirit told me, and maybe it wasn't, but I had an idea. I'm like, I got it. I'm going to take, take the tacos. I'll go to the bathroom, and I'll throw them away. Nobody will know. So I grabbed my tacos, and I made a beeline for the bathroom, right? I'm carrying two tacos to the restaurant, right? I get all the way where I can see my promised land. The door to the bathroom is right in front of me, and I'm stepping right up to And all of a sudden, right here, the kitchen door opens, and here comes the wife, and she looks at me. And I look at her, and then she looks at the tacos, and she looks at me. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> she goes, why do you have the tacos with you? <laughs> well, I just like them so much, I didn't want to be away from them. <laughs> How do you even say anything whatsoever. That's what man does. Man is fickle. Their yes is yes sometimes, and it's a no. How many people know that your God is not a fickle God? He is a yes God. If he said he'll do it, he'll do it. Come on, somebody out there. What I want you to see is watch this right here. Wait, I'm missing a... Oh, there it is. You know, um, when we make a mess in our life, or making a mess in a relationship, people are like, usually like, hey, no, I don't want to be a part of that. Here's the power of what God is. God already knows about the mess, and he still has said yes. You haven't even made the mess yet, and his answer is already yes. You've already been pre-yesed into it. It's the most amazing thing. He already knows of that junk that you're going to do up here in the future, and he goes, Yes, I love you. Really? You still love me even though you know? See, oftentimes in a relationship, had they known back here what I was going to do up here, they'd be like, no, I'm not going to get involved in this. But God says, it doesn't bother me because I am a yes God. I already know the things you're going to do, the mistakes you're going to make. I know how you're going to walk away and maybe spend a little time and not talk to me. I already know that. But guess what? I'm a yes God that accepts you right now at the very moment that you ask. My answer is still yes. God, will you forgive me? Of course my answer is yes. Will you love me? Yes. Will you stay with me? Yes. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. My answer is already a yes. A year from now, after I've made a big mistake, how many people know that God's answer to me is still yes? Yes, God. I, re I am your redeemer. I love you. I forgive you. I embrace you. You're sitting out here today and you're like, I made a mess out of my life. How would God ever accept me? God says, yes, I accept you. The way I am? Yes, the way you are. With my messes, yes, I accept you with your messes. With that junk, yes. I'll probably still do some of it tomorrow, yes. Because God is a pre-yes God. The world is all about what I can do for me now and what I've done. And they'll walk away from you and they'll leave you. A lot of people know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. That his answer is always going to be yes 
to you and I. That he's always going to be there and there's nothing that will separate you from God. You made a mess, God. Will you love me? Yes. You help me, God? Yes. He is a free yes, God. God is a yes, right? Before you were even sick, God said, yes, I will heal you. Before you even sin, God says, yes, I will forgive you. Before you even walked away, he says, yes, I will accept you because we serve a God of yes. Lord God, I'm asking you right now, will you forgive me? He says, yes. Will you love me? Yes. Will you bless me? Yes. Will you give me peace? Yes. Will you heal my body? Yes. Will you heal my broken heart? He says, yes. Will you lift me up? He says, yes. Will you pick me up? Will you be with me? Yes. Everything that God is saying to you today is an answer of yes. I will rescue you. I will be with you. I will be faithful to you. I will redeem you. Everything that God says to you. We got to live a life confident. Stop letting the enemy get in there and wonder, is God going to say yes? Will God heal me? Yes. Will God forgive me? Yes. Will God redeem me? Well, yes. Whatever your question is, whatever you ask, in Jesus' name will be done. And remember, this is throughout the week. You don't have because you don't ask. Get up in the day. You know, well, yesterday was a bad day. Did you ask God for a good day? Oh, no, I forgot. Get up in the morning and go, God, give me a great day today. Man, my job's a mess. Have you asked God for help in your job? Well, no. Well, you don't have because you don't ask. God, give me a great day. Well, I don't have a job. Have you asked God for a job? And have you played confidently knowing that God will give you a best job in God's timing? I want us to walk out of here today. Yes, God. My God is not fickle. My God is faithful. My God is a yes, God. Can the Lord get an amen? Come on, somebody out there. Come on, somebody. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you so much for watching today. We want to make sure that we secure your eternity. Eternity is a simple choice. It simply means I believe in Jesus Christ, that he died and raised from the dead. It doesn't matter. You, you may think, well, I'm not good enough and I haven't lived my life right. Jesus died for all of your sins. So simply say this prayer with us. Dearly Father, I ask you right now, come into my heart, be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that I am saved. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. We'll see you next time.